Bets, presented by Prize Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to talk about Tuesday, April 6th, NHL, uh, fantasy betting, whatever action. DJ, how are you doing here on uh, on Tuesday? I'm doing great. Uh, Tuesday is my last day of work before a week of vacation, so I will be just gambling and enjoying that. So I'm very excited. It is also Masters week, so that's very exciting for most people, I'm guessing, that are gambling. Most people probably like to get involved with that, and baseball's back, so there's a lot going on all at once. Uh, but we're here to talk about the nine-game NHL slate. Definitely some interesting news and notes to get to, so I don't want to take too long, but Matt, how are you doing yourself? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, like you mentioned, it's master's week. So that's been, you know, a big, big point of focus and research and all that. Um, I've also been dabbling the MLB streets. You know, I do like me some baseball. I love watching baseball. It's one of my guilty pleasures, like just to have it on and watch it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just great. Like I don't really like the league or anything, but it's just fun to watch. So, you know, I've been playing some fantasy there, uh, by the way, if you guys just listened to the fantasy hockey picks and bets show here on the Mayo media network, uh, we did launch the fantasy baseball picks and bets show. Uh, DJ and I are not on that, but you know, uh, it's been really good content. It's, it's, it's much less, uh, rambly than the show. I would say, you know, we go on for 45 minutes talking about, you know, not, not just us, you know, Meanie and all his friends, we entertain you guys, but they're out there. They're just going, bang, bang, bang. Here's what you need to know. Uh, So I would say like to, you know, definitely check that out. And of course, you know, Pat's doing master's content up the wazoo here. And if you're not listening to that, I mean, what are you doing? Like that's, you know, that's what we're here for you master's week. So I just wanted to get all that, all of that out of the way because it is a really fun week. Um, And these nine games on Tuesday, I think will be a nice part of that. So hopefully get us, you know, starting a nice run here. Uh, running into the weekend. So before we talk about the nine games on tap, I do want to mention Prize Fix. Uh, Prize Fix, the title sponsor of the show. So show show us some support. Show them s- some support, and head on over there, PrizePicks.com. Use code MMN uh, as a promo code to get up to one hundred dollar match deposit bonus. And what you do over there when you make an account? Simple. You pick the over or the under. On numerous fantasy scores, uh, you can do that at, for the NHL, of course. You can do that across sports. So, say the MLB, uh, PGA, you know NHL. You can do any sport. They, they even offer esports, tennis, you name it. Uh, and you pick up to five players. You simply pick the over or the under, and you know you have at it. So, for the NHL, you get three points for a goal, you get two points for an assist, and you a half point for a block shot and a shot on goal. Um, you know that's really as simple as it is. Um, and you want to go for high volume shooters and, you know, teams in good matchups, you know, players there. So uh, head on over there, add that to part of your, you know, your, your fantasy day, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel betting, add price fix to that. I guarantee it'll be worth it. So uh, DJ, we're here to talk about nine games on Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, do we even need to talk about last Thursday? Because I don't know, it just feels like every day is just like a different, hey, this guy, uh, you know, kind of kind of came out of nowhere and did did stuff. But um, yeah. anything that, you know, you took away from our Thursday show that felt like it had some hits, some misses. Was the um, Thursday show the John Carlson show or is that Tuesday? That was the John Carlson was, show. Oh, my God. That feels like so long ago. But, yeah, that was when Matt was like, you got to be playing John Carlson. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll get 30 on DraftKings if I'm not too busy. Um, I think it was like 25. He had like two goals and like three shots or something. But, um, yeah, you know, that was very sharp, like very interesting way of looking at it. Like normally I, in a normal season, don't love to look at like team by team matchups because there's not a big sample size. And then this year we get a huge sample size. And, and that definitely could – come into play a little bit more. So that was very interesting. Um, am I missing anything that we definitely hit on that you're proud of uh, yourself? I, I don't really think so. I just more, if there was anything that was sticking in your craw, you know, about uh, the uh, Thursday. So did the Sabres win? That couldn't be. They, they went to overtime. <laughs> they tried really hard, but they didn't do it. All right. But we have, well, let's look, we're a forward thinking show. Let's, let's get to the good stuff. I can't think of anything that was that big. I, like didn't even put that many props down on Thursday. I was just busy with stuff. Um, so we can get to the Buffalo at New Jersey game. If you want to start right with the bottom um, of the league and the, and also yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the slate. Yeah. Start at the bottom and work our way up. Uh, spoiler alert. The last game in the league involves Anaheim. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It's quite the uh, quite the roller coaster of a slate here. So yeah, let's start with Buffalo at New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey at home, a minus one fifty seven money line favorite. Uh, Over unders on this game is five and a half. I mean, I, I get it. Like Lena Solmark has been good, but there's no reason that this game should be a five and a half. Like it's two teams that um, have been putting up goals lately. And they've been definitely putting up the expected goals, you know, like it's, it's honestly a game where, uh, yeah, the, the, the defenses are not good, but it's not like the offenses are playing horrible as of late. So I really think that this five, five and a half right here um, is probably the first bet we talk about, but also I think one of my favorite of the entire slate. So um, I, that one immediately jumped out at me. DJ, what are your thoughts on the money line here? You know, this Buffalo, I think they have points in four straight games. Is that right? Uh, I think it's three, right? Is it four? No, no, they went to overtime too. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was four. Four straight games. Oh my God. Wait. That can't be right. It's not five. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. Yeah, it's four. I think it's four. You're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's so, pretty crazy. Do they keep it going? Um, um I mean, Honestly, I am. I really don't want to take this money line in this game. I'd rather take the over and just not even try to play that Russian roulette with what favors team is going to show up. Um, it's incredibly dependent on the goalie, obviously, as we already mentioned. I mean, Omar, I don't want to you know, beat this into the ground, but Omar is a 921 goalie and Tukarski and Hutton are, I mean, I think Hutton's maybe not going to play for Buffalo anymore. Like they're just going to play Tukarski now, but he's, you know, a AHL quality starter, maybe. Um, it makes a world of difference. So obviously that would change my perspective, but not on the over under. So I'd rather just go there. It's not, you know, not the same exact as taking Buffalo at, I think a fair price point here, but just not for me. Um, I Mm -hmm. am interested in the player props here, uh, with Palmieri coming out. It did obviously clearly change up the lines, uh, but you know, more to the point, it gave Jack Hughes, a quality 24 minutes of ice time with all of the power play (laughs) run. Um, so it's a lot. He is priced not correctly uh, again on this on this slate. He's you know plus two seventy five to score at any time, plus one thousand five hundred to score first. I'm not saying that's like by any stretch a lock. Uh, he can turn into kind of a pass first type of guy. Um, his line mates in the game, weirdly enough, where Matt, could you, would you mind saying it for me? Shrang- um, Igor Sharangovich. Sharangovich. I I, I want to <laughs> say Sharangovich so bad that I can't even think of how I. I, I all right. Sharon Govich and uh, Kokinen, you know, right. close Kukin. enough. Kukin. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's a pass. Who, that's a pass. Yeah, who did not play on the power play with him? So Hughes played with. If you are playing on DraftKings, Zaka and Zajac, all three centers in the first uh, power play unit, mm-hmm. and Brett with uh, Ty Smith. So it does change up the correlations. But I think yeah, Jack Hughes is definitely one of my favorite plays of the night on DraftKings for sure. But I also want to get a shot prop odd. Um, with those guys out there, he's definitely been shooting a good bit more. So I'm, I'm very in on that. Um, he's Look, had, I mean, you mentioned Jack Hughes having pretty enticing to score odds at a plus 275, but, you know, Travis Zajac there, plus 420. Um, I mean, top power play, he scored a nice one-timer goal. Like, you know, it, like yeah, it, he's, yeah. he scored twice last game. Like it could certainly work again. Um, and, you know, he's the sort of guy who will be out there when you're talking empty net situations if the Devils are leading. Um, so I, I don't hate those odds at plus 420. Like, I mean, we're, we're talking uh, guys like Jesper Bratt. I mean, and Jarius Janssen at plus 275, just absolutely not. So um, I, I think that, that those are, kind of the guys, you know, look at that first power play. Um, you're right. When you look at DraftKings, they're all centers. Um, but I do think that they offer a lot of value and some really interesting ways to, you know, be unique and correlate like in DFS. So uh, I like that. Anything on the Sabres side, you know, we're looking at a team that has shown some life lately. Um, obviously you mentioned Olmark being good, but uh, anyone else like on the Sabres end of things, maybe forward wise or just skaters that you think are interesting here. I mean, I think that, answer might be Casey Middlestad is like the guy that you could talk me into. Um, he has what three points in his last three games. He's incredibly cheap on DraftKings. I mean, I think he's what, is he not minimum, at least 2,800. Um, and I, I think that just overall, it's a guy that could end up getting into somewhat of the form that Sabres fans expected. And maybe much of the league did after his world juniors performance, um, at least in some capacity, is he the yeah. best bet of the night? No. Maybe Tage Thompson's a little bit better to score just in general. If you're looking at that angle of like who to score, 
but overall I'm probably not touching it. Um, we're not going to get player prop odds on them. And, uh, you know, it's more of the Reinhardt angle, which I, I don't know. It's yeah, fine. There's anyone playing with, face, but anyone playing with Kyle, like at five on five, I think it's yeah. just an easy cross off. You know, I, I, I don't need that in my, in my, in my betting card. So, um, yeah, you That's mentioned fair. middle stat and I do like him, you know, um, like this is a guy who was consensus, like top five prospect in the league. Corey Pronman had him, in, had him at number one, but it wasn't like that was that out of left field when he had him there. And yeah, he hasn't been great, you know, in the couple of years since then, but he's looked really good the last few games. Obviously they need him to step up. Um, and it seems like he's doing so. So, you know, I, I think that he's a guy to keep an eye on, um, you know, especially if, you know, someone like Taylor Hall gets, you know, traded or whatever, like there could be a power play job up for grabs very shortly, like, you know, a prime power play job because he's already on the second unit. Um, and, you know, we could even see those units, you know, uh, toggle a bit because Ristolainen played 27 minutes last game with power play and penalty kill one time. Like just, you know, whatever, like Rasmus Ristolainen go just play all the minutes. Um, but I think that's a lot to talk about for this game, which, you know, I like the over and I do really like, you know, Jack Hughes, um, like you mentioned. So let's get on over to Washington at the Islanders. Uh, as you alluded to, DJ, you know, my um, my I don't know if this is meaningful or not of the night on Thursday was, hey, John Carlson versus the Islanders in three games is averaging 20 DraftKings points. Well, on uh, Thursday, he put up 20 DraftKings points. So are we just going to do it again? Like, you know, okay, John Carlson, come on down. Like, you know, if you want to score 20 DraftKings points for me again, go right ahead. Um, but this game over under five and a half, you know, eight to four last time out kind of makes me think, uh, you know, this game could go over again. Um, so I don't, I don't know where, where do you, where do you feel on that one? Um, and any, 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 uh, emphasis on the, the capitals here plus plus one ten. you know, maybe a bit of a comeback statement game after getting their doors blown off by the Islanders last time out. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's probably, you know, how often are you going to get the Capitals, a team that's 25, nine and four with plus money? Um, you know, yeah. the Islanders, I think are maybe like somewhat fair enough to take, but I think I just rather take the Capitals, especially because, you know, you're just not going to get them at these odds very often. Um, it's definitely a bit of a coin flip. And I, you know, I think that more often than not, the Capitals get the win here. So sure. I, I think it's fine. Uh, I like the over. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, maybe super recency biased talking, but um, just more or less, I think the, the Capitals are producing offense and, and trying to, you know, do everything they can to get these guys going. So I, I like it. All right. Um, the Islanders have had some really weird lines uh, makes their, <laughs> makes their correlations incredibly <sighs> frustrating. Uh, I think that there's a lot of guys in this game. I like a lot on, on their own, but it's really hard to find the right correlations. And one of the players that has probably been the most frustrating to be betting on all season is Ryan Pulock. And I know Matt, you wanted to talk a little bit more about him. Um, but this is a guy that averages like, like he could hit the shot and block bonus every, any night. Like he, it could, you know, break a slate on any night and just hasn't done it yet. So I think if you're playing the Islanders, or if you're taking, you know, maybe three, four guys from this game, which I don't think it's insane to do. Um, you really, I think are going to want to take a guy that might be at like, the problem is his price isn't at the minimum, but like his ownership might be just because his price isn't down that low when he has 12 points in the year. Yeah. I mean, look, he's <laughs> like Ryan Paul, like he's yet to score a goal this year. And I'm sure if you ask people like in the league, like, you know, who do you not want to block, block a slap shot from or whatever you get like, you know, Shea Weber, um, you know, like you get guys like that. I bet Ryan Pollock is up there in the top five. Like he has an absolute cannon from the point. He's just simply not scoring. Like he's using it. Um, you know, he has 27 shots and uh, what, 22 blocks in his last 10 games. Like he's just, he's crushing it out there. He's just not putting up any points. Like it's just one of those things, like even on the Matt Barzell eight goal night, it's like, or whatever, they scored eight goals, most of which came from Matt Barzell. Uh, saying eight goals sounds egregious, but it actually was, it was kind of close to that. Um, he didn't have a single point. Like, like how, how, how Ryan, how do you do this to me? So yeah, he's priced at 5k, which is a lot for a guy who's not producing, but let me tell you when he does start producing, uh, he will put up fantasy points in an absolute hurry. So I think if you're playing, you know, 10, 15, like DFS lineups, go ahead, like play some Ryan Pollock. 
And if you're betting, like if you can find him on the uh, FanDuel, like FanDuel has a lot of these defensemen uh, at two. Like they had Provorov today at two. I think he only hit two. Um, but like guys who are shooting a lot lately, they're just leaving up numbers at two. I think Polak's one of those guys who you could, you know, I, you could easily talk me into a bet there on, uh, you know, his overs, his shot props, and just in DFS in general. So anyone else from this game that you think, uh, you know, that you wanted to mention? No, not really. I mean, I think it's right, the just, usual suspects other than that. Yeah, just one thing. Uh, Lars Eller has been playing with uh, Ovechkin as of late. So, you know, that's moderately interesting. Kuznetsov has been in the bottom six, yet he's still on the top power play. So makes stacking a little bit more difficult. And, um, you know, the Islanders are playing guys like Leo Komarov on the top line, Matt Martin on their power play. So, you know, I, I sort of feel like you just pick the guys that – uh you know, have been doing it for a while, like the Brock Nelsons, the Barzells, the Eberleys, and you don't really go fishing because I do think there's other places to go fishing at like these three K and under guys uh, and different games. So uh, let's move from there over to Pittsburgh at the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, this game is probably one of my favorite of the night for DFS stacking. I'm, I'm really on both sides. Uh, I think you could talk me into a lot of things here with, especially like Gensel Crosby, those two together have been awesome. Gensel has like, I think nine shots on goal in the past two games. If I recall correctly, he's been one of the kind of premium shooters and nine shots in the past two games, um, kind of coming back into form. I like the matchup. I think I like the over a good bit here. And I do like the penguins to get the win at minus one Oh three. Um, Christian Jari should be back. He said he was hundred percent today. And I don't think the books have quite adjusted yet. So I don't know if we're going to keep those odds as, as they were. So if you are listening to this and you can get that now, I think it's a pretty, pretty fair, but take um, the lines did change a bit for the Rangers this last time recording, they moved Blackwell back up to that second line with Panarin and Strom and moved uh, Capo Caco down to the third with Lafreniere and Heedle. So couple of news and notes there. I'm not sure if I'm missing anything else. I uh, know. I think, I think that pretty much covers it. So, I mean, we're talking about like one of two, uh, six over unders on this slate. There's no six and a half. Um, you know, I don't know if that means this is going to be just a low scoring slate or if, you know, there's just a lot of overs to be betting, but I really do like the over here. Um, you know, I, yeah, Jari's back, but I, I think, you know, like you, I'm sort of like on this Pittsburgh side. I mean, hell they're, they're road, uh, I mean, technically not underdogs because they're yeah, minus but... 103, minus 113, but like, I just don't really get it. And I mean, so I like the over here. I, I love what you're saying about, you know, cancel, maybe coming back, um, maybe picking up some of the shots that Brian Ross is leaving on the ice because that guy's disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, we're, we're talking like uh, for the Rangers, Artemi Panarin has just been unbelievable. So like I could see this game going back and forth, um, you know, at a pretty high level. And I love stacking up Panarin with Blackwell, like you just mentioned, maybe hoping people miss that news. And then Ryan Strom, you know, power play one correlation as well between Strom and Panarin. So that to me is really the, the first place I'm looking. Um, and then, you know, just in general on the Pittsburgh side, I feel like they're getting some contributions from down to lineup. That makes me think like, maybe I don't want to spend all the way up on their first line but I'm definitely not playing any goalies in this game. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I could, I could see why you would talk yourself into some of the cheaper Pittsburgh guys as well, because I do like this game in general. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, one of the weirdest things I'm just realizing is like Blackwell's plus 270 to score. And he's like, is he minimum? He's 2,600. What is he on DraftKings? 2,600. 26. Like, yep. Like just DraftKings is not seemingly like getting it as far as their daily fantasy lineups are going that like he is playing with two very talented players. So, um, you know, not, not a mortal lock by any stretch of, you know, he's a oh, second power play guy um, doesn't correlate that in that capacity than the mm-hmm. power play, but still like a pretty, like I'm not taking that goal, that goal prop by any stretch, but I think he's definitely in play, especially if you're playing Panarin and or Strom. Um probably want to put them all three together if you do it uh that that seems very good um other than that yeah i mean gensel if you can get a shot prop on him at two and a half i, I like that a lot uh you know they could switch it up again and, and russ could find his way back into shooting i i don't know i guess it kind of seems like it's like a pendulum with those two and you don't know mm-hmm. if you want i mean like, like you know you get some zeros out of gensel and you get some fives and sixes and the same with russ so 
Um, talk me into either of those, but um, I'm not sure if there's anything else that's super strong here or any news that's crazy that's slate breaking. What do you think? Anything else? Yeah, I mean, just one more same similar vein. You know, I mentioned cheap guys. Um, I probably will be mixing in Jared McCann, just given the power play usage there. Yeah. Um, I think he's really strong. Only 4,400 on DraftKings. Um, I'm, I, I even, I think if you're betting a goal prop that he might be in my preferred bet at plus 265, like it's not great odds. Um, but I think relative to some of these other prices, uh, that one I think makes the most sense to me. So um, like he's just been putting up, you know, solid numbers. So um, yeah, let's um, let's move over from there to Boston at Philadelphia. Uh, this is a rematch of Monday's tilt between these two. And um, I mean, Philly, wait, Philly didn't give up a hundred goals. You know, they only give up no, two. No. So, um, you know, actually, you know, breaking news there, but, you know, rematch of this game, Philly plus 102. I mean, Boston minus 118. Like this is, this is Vegas taking a stand and saying, look, this Flyers team, if they can get anywhere near league average goaltending is actually fine. And yeah. You know, it feels kind of silly just after the last month we've had of coming on the show going like, look, we, we don't know what's wrong, but something's seriously wrong here. Um, but that's really been the boat I feel like I've been in this whole time. It's just like the Flyers need to figure out their goaltending situation. They need to get this, you know, whatever, like whatever the opposite of a golden horseshoe. Um, they need to just get rid of it. And maybe we're seeing this, you know, start the round back in the form. But that's a long way to say. I don't think that Boston's an auto bet here. Like, you know, Philly seems like a really good side. Um, so I might actually be tempted to take the Philly plus one Oh two here and just take that little bit of uh, you know value and hope to beat the closing line. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, we, we, are, we pretty much know it's Carter Hart and net, which is going to make me really regret saying this probably, but I do kind of like the under here. I think that like, if the goaltending is like you said, even around league average for both teams, which is a lot to ask because Boston is, you know, Halak has, at least tested positive with COVID. So we don't know if we'll play or not. So I don't know who we're going to get in that. Um, with Vladder. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll probably end up running Dan Vladar twice. Yeah, Vladar. And like, and, yeah, Vladar. Vladar. Um, Actually, I don't know. I mean, Darth Vladar. Let's just call him that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, that could obviously hurt, you know, a goalie on a back-to-back and Carter Hart, who I don't think we're going to surprise anyone by saying this. Matt, do you know what his state percentage is on the year? I have it up. Oh, good. <sighs> Is it, is it like nine ten? Is it just uh, fine? No. Oh God, is it bad? I I feel like you gotta be joking, right? Like, oh Carter Hart. I thought you were Carter Hart. Oh no, oh, no I, oh, Carter Hart. Bad. I'm like my bad. I misunderstood the question. Um, nope, I, Carter I'm, Hart. All right, wait out. Eight thirty. Eight seventy one. It's eight seventy one. So I mean, we're it's talking ridiculous. like a guy that like I mean. I'm pretty sure Hutchinson had like around that when he was with the Leafs and like they literally shot him into the sun. No, actually, except uh, now he's played is played is at 929. Like he's been really good, but he has like three games. Okay. So it's yeah, yeah, really yeah. That, and that's before this Flyers game. So it might have gone down. Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, if Carter Hart is even slightly like average at 900, like I think this game could go hit the under for sure. Um, I think both sides are just fine defensively and I'm back to back for both these teams. Like I'm, leaning that way but you know carter hart could nine seven or 870 of it and uh that could hurt so yeah so you know a guy who i think you always got to consider when it comes to these uh you know boston games in general and certainly this matchup is david posternock um you know he's just sort of lurking there in the background just waiting to have an explosion night um so what's really interesting about him is that he's been playing with David Krejci and Nick Ritchie the last few games. So, you know, we're talking about a guy who on the year is one of the league leaders in terms of in points and in terms of goals, um, you know, 16 goals in 27 games, 14 assists there. So over a point per game player, um, but he's just a monster rate shooter, you know, averaging four shots over his last 10. Um, yeah, like, I mean, he's yeah. torched the Flyers too. Uh, this last game, notwithstanding, he still has six goals against them in four games now. So, um, I, yeah, I just yeah, there's every reason to like him. And what I do you do? <laughs> his shot, his shot prop is not obviously a mortal lock because it's like three and a half every night, but it it feels like he is hitting that way more often than not. Um, third in the league right now in I Corsi Port for for sixteen in the past ten. Um, only Petrangelo and Dougie Hamilton, by the way, two guys with slightly higher, um, 
Key is just everything you want in a in a prop bet. I'm not sure if I'm going to take him to score at plus 106. Uh, I do, I do think he'll be the primary you know shot guy there and on the power play, so it's worth I guess considering. Like, but you know it's not like a 50 50 percent chance. So, um, but you know I I like the shot prop a lot here. I think I'll probably be jamming that in if it's three and a half. I think he's going to hit it for sure. Um, yeah, so one guy on the flyer side who I think we should talk about is Travis Konechny because he's a guy coming into the year we were like, hey, this guy was the focal point of their offense in the bubble. And, yep. um, you know, he's going to have a great year. Well, he didn't have a great start to the year. Uh, he didn't have a great middle of the year, you know, um, but he's come on a bit as of late. So he scored on Monday, but he also was coming off of a two-assist game over the weekend. Um, you know, mixed in the last few weeks, there's been some healthy scratches. So, you know, it's been a weird situation, but we're now talking about nine shots in his last two games, uh, playing with Giroux and Voracek. Like, I think that this might be a spot to jump back on. Um, you know, he's a guy we, we always get the shot props for, and we, we just sort of look at them. We're just like, ah, you know, I don't know. I think this is now is the time to jump back in on those overs on Konechny. You know, he has the track record of being a really good rate shooter. Um, and it seems like he's sort of maybe stepped into a Farabee-esque role, like in the top six. Um, and I think that now is connect these times to just sort of rise the ranks in terms of his shot props, in terms of his DFS price. Um, and I, I love taking that first step here against Boston, a team who a lot of people fear defensively, but they really shouldn't be feared because uh, <laughs> look at their blue line. They just don't have much left there. So uh, I'm totally fine with that. Um, and I think connect is my favorite flyer here. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. That, that's a good time to jump back on, especially he had some time there where he was at like a two over under on the shots. If that comes up again on Vanderbilt yeah. DraftKings, just snag it. Yep. Um, but with all that being said, are you ready to move over to probably the most anticipated game of the night for just hockey fans in general with Florida at Carolina? <laughs> it's weird to say. It's weird yeah, to that's, say. That's absolutely true. This is uh, um, this is as much was much must watch hockey as it gets. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this one for sure. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's so hard because I want to just say like Carolina's good, but mine is 157 against the best team in the NHL as far as points are concerned. Um, you have any hesitation on that? You know, I've been thinking about that, and the more I look at some of these, you know, numbers and the underlying stuff and their head-to-head matches so far this year, like. I'm actually going to say no. I think that Carolina minus 157 does offer us some pretty good value. Um, I'm absolutely terrified of Alexander Barkov, of course, because he's terrifying. Um, but, you know, as a six over under, I do think this is another game where I, I'm sort of like the over here seems pretty good too. Um, so, you know, maybe that means there's goals from both sides. Um, you know, so Barkov can still get his while Carolina just puts in a team effort, takes care of work here. So, uh, I think I'm in on the on the Carolina here, but any uh, any thoughts by you? I, I feel like this is like the battle of the underrated players. Like at both teams, every guy is like, oh, that really underrated guy, and like Verhage and Huberdo and Natchez and Barca. Like it's every one of these guys all in one night. So um, I, I think what I'm most excited for is to actually try to build a game stack with this one because I think that that it's well, it's their only other. Um, six over under and I think it's going to be somewhat overlooked just because I think people are just a little bit fearful to play guys against either Florida or Carolina because they've been winning so many games that normally the upside against them isn't quite as high Uh, but I think this one could really be one of the better TFS um, games of the night for many reasons I mean um, yeah where, where are you looking on the Carolina side here on the Carolina side I mean I'm still probably going to have some Sveshnikov mixed in uh, he has been pretty much dead as of late, but his price continues to drop. And even though he's not hit a shot bonus or a shot prop uh, in general in like what, what, I think like four of the last five, is it now? Um, no, he had, he, had, he had two in the last like six <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Like, I think, I think it's more inflated than people are making it out to be. Um, it so certainly feels that way. <laughs> it feels that way. Like it feels like everyone yeah. thinks he's like completely dead and it's not mm-hmm. like that. So um, him with Ajo, I think it's going to be somewhat overlooked and it's seemingly pretty cheap um, on this slate to, to jam in. And then on the other side, uh, there's a guy named Barkov that you might want to consider. Yeah. 
yeah, no, you you probably should consider Barkov. And let me tell you, uh, you you brave, wise uh, viewer of this show, if you once have ever played Anthony Duclair in DFS on the Florida Panthers, you need to be playing Mason Marchman here. You know this this guy, like he's been a he's been a show favorite for the last what month or so now. Uh, he's worked his way into a first line role with Barkov and Verhage. Um, he has been playing so well. He earned himself a contract extension. Like this is a guy who was basically just a random throw in uh, to a trade. What last year? And mm-hmm. it, it, he's playing in the top six of Sasha, Sasha Barkov at minimum salary on DraftKings. Like people, <laughs> like his his to score prop too low. Um, his DFS price too low. And if you're sitting here going like, well, I don't know, it's Mason Marchment. Like you're basically just, you know, it's Anthony Duclair for a different name. Like, <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, Marchment has been pretty good. He's playing a lot of minutes. So I think that's a guy who just like, you know, you play those two together and there go your concerns with Barkov's price. You know, it, it's just, it, to me, it makes too much sense. I agree with that. No, I definitely think that's a, that's a, that's a good take there. Um, he definitely has seen like 20 minute games with power play too. So Minimum salary for him seems pretty solid. Yeah, not plus sure 410. Right? And he's, plus 410 to score. Yeah, plus 410 to score, too. That's also very you know fun. You know what? Let, let's get wild. 24 to 1 first goal. Easy. Easy that, bet. That's it. That's it. That, that's, that's the move right there. Barkov does everything, and he just taps it home. <laughs> how, how much you put I mean, on it right now? Live on the show, how much you put on it right now? 20 bucks? 2500 You know, I'll, I'll do 10. I'll do 10. Oh, let's do 10 each. I'm not, I'm not. All right, I'm in. All right, you're in. Put it up. Do All it. right, it's in. I'm gonna, it's in. I'll wait. It's live. It's you in. didn't do it. Did you really do it? Well, I mean, I don't want to be staring at my phone, clicking through all the different thingies. It's good. We'll get it. All right, fine. I believe you. If, <laughs> if, this, bet, if this bet hits and you don't end up doing it, like I'm forcing you to do it. Okay. Other than that, though, let's let's finish Let's finish strong all here. Right. Um, is there any anything else in this game you wanted to get to? I mean, I kind of alluded to it, and I think we'll see the same, but Sveshnikov was with Ajo which we did not see going into the last game. So with Sveshnikov, Ajo, and Faust, Faust really cheap, um, was on the second power play, which was... Yes. So they moved up. Another thing, Sveshnikov, Trocek, the old Hamilton, Stahl. Yeah, so Natos went to the second power play yep. and is with Trocek now. So, yeah. Just, yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> just that unit on the same was, page. like... Natchez on that unit was disgusting, but to start of the year with Trocheck, they were also really, really, really good. So you know, yeah. no problems there. Uh, makes things easier in terms of uh, you know, because we love Vinny Trocheck and he fills that valuable center position for us. Uh, you know, right. DFS. So right. uh, yeah, and let's I, go. I really, you know, yeah, I do think this game will is is worth game stacking. I'm just gonna say it again. Absolutely, uh, one of two six over unders. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's right there is your uh, you know sort of encouragement. So. Yeah. Next game, Tampa at Columbus. You know, this uh <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happened to Tampa. I mean, they they lost uh convincingly to the Detroit Red Wings. So just pouring out for our boys, you know, John Cooper, he can't get any of his forwards to do anything. Like yeah, if you out. told me, like if you told me like you know, 10 games ago that like hey, uh Steven Stamkos would be one of the leaders on the team. Averaging like three shot attempts per night, I'd be like, "You're an insane person. What are you talking about? This is Tampa." Um, but something seems a little strange here. You know, a guy like Victor Hedman is pulling the load entirely by himself offensively. Um, I get it. You want him to win another Norris, but maybe this isn't the way to do it, guys. So, you know, minus two hundred here on Tampa. I just feel like such a sucker for saying like, you know, nah, like I want Columbus here, but I think this just means this is a stay away from me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, It's just been so bizarre to see what this team has sort of morphed into um, over the last, you know, set of games. And I kind of want to see it from them before I dive back in. So uh, any thoughts on that or some players here? I think this game is very simple to me. If we last minute, like 10 minutes to lock, get confirmation that Stanko's point Pilot again, I'm going to put that lineup in somewhere um, because I, you know, it's kind of like Tampa going all in, um, putting those three all back together, power play, everything like that correlation. And maybe even Hedman with it as well. Cause I feel like if you're playing Tampa, you got to have Hedman. Um, other than that, this is pretty much a stay away. I 
couldn't even try to convince myself to take a player prop here. Um, I'm hopeful that like these props continue to get back to, you know, better odds because no one is hitting them. So a lot of people <laughs> probably aren't betting on it because point and Sam goes just seemingly are allergic to hitting their props. Um, so eventually I do want to, you know, it's, you know, at the time they hit their kind of their worst or best, if you will, that's when you should, you know, consider trying to follow the numbers and see when they come back to form. Um, I'm not sure if this is tonight. I, I don't want to say it is and not be. So um, I think it's worth considering if they're all back together though. Um, if they're trying to just put the, all four of these or yeah, including Hedman, but the one guy that you can take, I think with, without much hesitation is Victor Hedman to hit his shop prop bonus who has been hitting it, including that big old 10 spot. He put it up Columbus before. Um, so I think that he's the guy here, especially if you get him at like two, two and a half, like that's, that's pretty, pretty fair. That's the one guy because they're feeding him and they want him to shoot and he is. So. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think like Victor Hedman is literally the only guy who I think is, you know, remotely um, on my radar here. And again, I'm just, I'm just stepping aside and letting this game play out and, and maybe trying to learn from it because at this point I feel kind of lost when it comes to Tampa and similarly, when it comes to Columbus, I mean, like, yeah, no idea what you know, you're doing. <laughs> like what's happened there. Um, like, I mean, Lack you don't need to scoring. beat the dead horse, but like Patrick Laine just not doing much of anything. Um, it, it just feels sort of like a, like a lost cause. You know, we, we were, I don't know. We were on to something when Columbus laid an egg versus Detroit. Um, but, you know, apparently Tampa also laying eggs, like, I guess this is the perfect post-Easter show, huh? I, oh God, I, I'm, I knew the joke was coming. I'm glad you made it. Way <laughs> to get there, Matt. I, mean, I think the, the one odd of, of, of anything for Columbus is just something Bergstrand related, just because they kind of got him priced, like, very weirdly, like, 270 I, I, to score. And But I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. Yeah, we're but. splitting hairs, but, like, maybe yeah. Cam Atkinson, basically the same odds, better. Kind of kind of feel like, both, you know, yeah, there, it's, it's like, literally... Yeah, you could potentially be there. Yeah, but all right, uh, uh, enough about that game. Let's get to Nashville yeah. at Detroit. We, we do have some kind of uh, concerning news on Nashville where we have no Forsberg and also perhaps no Arvidsson. Um, so he traveled with the team, so he's certainly a question mark. But Nashville could be without, you know, obviously they're still without Ryan Ellis. They're, out, they're without Philip Forsberg. It could even be without Victor Arvidsson here. Um you know, we're, we're talking about a Detroit team that's obviously not very good, um, but they are riding high, coming off a win against Tampa, a pretty convincing win, as we as we mentioned. They're plus 130 here at home, uh, Nashville minus 152. Are you able to lay those odds on a Nashville team, or do you just need to know more about, like, you know, whether Arvidsson's in or anything else? It's the Rocco Grimaldi four-goal game night. I'm not sure why we're even questioning no. this that, that's, that's where you put your money uh no but i i mean personally it's a stay away for me like even if arvidsson's in i just probably won't do it um nashville has been good enough as of late to where i definitely could see the angle a team that's fighting for a playoff spot a team that has seemingly found lightning in the bottle with uh uc sorrows and you know i kind of I guess assume he's gonna start i don't know but i mean why not uh he's been absolutely awesome for them as of late i think he's got what like he had like five or six out of seven or something ridiculous. And he's almost a nine thirty goalie. So that for that reason alone, I think you get talk the end of Nashville getting the win here, but I just don't really want to put the variance of them being without two of their best players. Um, if they are without those two guys, I think that, you know, Yossi and any sort of shot prop variety is fine. He hadn't hit in the past two games, but that was, you know, Chicago and Dallas uh, you know, marginally, <laughs> Better teams than Detroit. Um, marginally. That, <laughs> marginally better teams than Detroit. So, yeah, I, I just think he's just a, a really, really, really good play here. Like, obviously, it's a defense spin, but he's going to have the shot attempts. It's just, are they going to get on net? And I think, you know, more often than not against Detroit, especially without two of their best shooters, um, easy to say, he's going to have to be the guy that steps it up, puts it on net. Um, another guy, Kelly Yonkrock, I think, to score. Um especially if both those two guys are out, I think he'll get a, a ton of run and be more of a focal point as far as shooting uh, 11 goals on the year. So he's, he's all right. Um, but yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm just looking this. at, 
I'm looking at these goal score odds and I'm just, I'm feeling like I want to pat myself on the back for Ely Tolvanen is the most likely yeah, guy in this game to score a goal. I know. Uh, like remember we the days, the, Oh God! remember the he days like for like 420 plus, like, yeah, he was, he was like Tim Stutzla level of, yeah. uh, of goal odds. And now he's my, our plus 170. Like good for him. Yeah. Well, they um, seemingly got the news too, that our they did. would not play because uh, yeah, that's, that's made a big difference. But yeah, I mean, again, kind so, of what, what I'm saying here is like Tolvanen, 10 goals on the year, not shooting as much as John Kroc. Yeah, I mean, should both get the same power play usage in, in many capacities? So mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you feel really good about Tolvan and who might have a better shot, I would say that's fair enough. I think that's probably accurate for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it it makes that big of a difference here. Yeah, on, um, on Yarn Crow is Swedish for iron hook and Finnish for uh, you know absolute muffin because he's not a very good shooter. But you know, I, I get it. He's shooting a lot. You made that up, right? I mean, his name is actually Yarnkrog means iron hook in Swedish. Oh, did they do that in the puck soup? They did, um, but I actually knew okay. that before. I actually knew that before. It was a fun fact from even before that. I, I want to know the story, but we'll do that after the podcast of how you possibly freaking know that. Uh, I think Dmitry Filipovich tweeted about it a while ago. Okay. I actually think that's what happened. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, getting anything back else to in this things. game you want to get to? Are you, are you thinking under here? Because I'm kind of leaning under I'm, myself. This but. is this is a game where I'm thinking the under. Um, I'm yeah. thinking tidy, you know, tidy, maybe two to two overtime. I could see mm. Detroit pulling Ooh. this out to overtime. Um, you know, I, you saying, like, I like some of their pieces. What's three to two Nashville win? Probably like the worst odds. It's probably like yeah, it's probably like the chalk in terms of your exact score betting yeah, or whatever. No, it's totally the chalk. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, after after that game, we have two more left. We have Dallas at Chicago, uh, eight o'clock start. So you know, uh, <laughs> the, the only two games starting after eight are this game and the next one. So uh, Dallas on the road minus one seventeen. Feels like we've played this game before. Um, I believe the last time we played this game, it was a Tuesday, Thursday set. Dallas on the road in Chicago, and they lost both times in overtime. Uh, I believe my spidey senses are tingling there. Um, over under five and a half. Like they just they're just trying to convince me to bet Dallas here. And you know what? I'm gonna take them up on it. Like the odds just keep getting worse. Dallas keeps putting up nothing. Um, but I'm a sucker. I'm in like Dallas is just a better team on paper than the Chicago side. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. it possible, anymore. Is it possible to bet Dallas loses in a, in an overtime? Is that, is that <laughs> a bet you can make? Cause they no, are but I really mean, good at losing in overtime. Yeah, no. Well, geez. Do you want, do you want to know my shock today when, you know, cause the two things that I was like, yeah, live bet against Montreal in overtime and Dallas in overtime. But my God, Eric Stahl went out and scored in overtime for Montreal. So, you know, the, the curse is lifted. Maybe yeah, Dallas does the same here. Could happen. I, I don't so, know. I mean, I, I, but I'm more interested. Okay, I'm sorry. Who is a guy who could score in overtime to lift that curse for the Dallas Stars? Oh, is it Jason Robertson? Or is it Mira Heiskanen? Ooh. It's Mira Heiskanen. Ooh, it's Mira Heiskanen, isn't it? Yeah, there it is. I'm sorry. That was so stupid of me. Yeah, Mira Heiskanen still just an elite, elite play. I think that another, like, I mean, we're going to get the favorite stacks. Um, don't want to spoil anything too early, but like he is, he is in it for me for sure. These Dallas guys, um, you go to their last game, you think, oh man, all of their top line got over 20 minutes. They must have had a ton of power play run. They didn't get a single power play minute in their one to nothing loss to Carolina. And still this top line just is out there nonstop. Pavelski, Hintz, Robertson. Um, Robertson actually led the team in minutes. Um, no, not the team. Well, the the forwards in minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Without without killing any penalties either. Uh, it's it's really strong to me. I think that he has really arrived, and this fifty two hundred price tag doesn't scare me at all. Him and Hintz and Heiskanen. It is it is altogether just a lot of magic, a lot of fun. Um, if you can get the high skin and over on shots, I say you take it. If you get Robertson over on shots, I say you take it as well. Uh, I'm not really yeah. convinced about anyone else yet. Pavelski is kind of, they just always put him up on DraftKings and he's just like never going to hit it again. I don't think so. Um, like he, I, I, like if you go through his game, like he hasn't gone over two in 10 games. Uh, just amazing <laughs> that's, stuff. That's right nuts. Yeah. That is nuts. Um, like I kept thinking he was going to get back because he has some more shot attempts and it seemed like he might get there again. I guess not. No, no, he had no interest. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great coverage of the Dallas side. You know, Radic facts of being out, it sounds like he could be out again. Uh, just forces more minutes on these top guys. And same if Rupe Hintz is out. Like, you know, just minutes have to go somewhere. And Jason Robertson, you know, and Rupe Hintz, obviously, if he plays, like those are just two of the guys who are just smashing right now. So I really like them. Uh, Heiskanen and Klingberg on the top power play. It looks good. Uh, they haven't really scored a ton of goals lately, but I think that's coming. Um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really big on Dallas. And I think that they're really fairly priced. Um, I like a lot of their odds. Um, but this Chicago side also has some interesting pieces. So, you know, to me, I'm definitely leaning the over. Um, and to me, it sort of starts with Kirby Doc. I mean, he's, you know, he's done everything we want him to. He's now playing the top line between Kane and Debrinka. He's playing on the top power play. Uh, he's just a really nice uh, young player. And DraftKings is not pricing him where he should be. You know, he's 3,500. He's plus 275 to score a goal. Like, there's not many guys at that price range who have such low odds to score. Um, so, you know, that's one area where I think you can use the odds to sort of inform your DFS. Um, but if I'm betting, you know, a goal scorer, like I actually think that Alex to bring it at plus 150 isn't the worst idea in the world. Like Dallas takes a ton of penalties and the Brinkett is one of the best guys on the power play in the entire league with Patrick Kane feeding him. So I really do like the Brinkett here, and I do like stacking them up with, you know, Kane and Doc if you're really trying to get, uh, you know, into some combos in your GBP entries over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Yeah, yeah I think I think overall, like, Dallas to win over on the game in general, and then just, yeah, it, it seems very obvious where the minutes are going to go and the players that you're going to want to put in there. So um, I think that, that probably – Pretty much. But what about the to bring it over on shots? Two and a half. If it's if it's there, are you are you jamming either? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Do you want to get over to the last game of the night? Which I mean, I think yeah. we got to just Good first. We have, I think we have to start with Anaheim, but we have to just have to really quickly ask what in the world. And Matt, what am I alluding to? Sometimes when a team just really is has given up on winning hockey games, they take their most talented offensive player and they send him to the minors to learn how to play center, you know, as if you can't learn how to play center in the NHL when your centers are the corpse of Ryan Getzlaff, Adam Henrique, Isaac Lundestrom, Sam Steele, Derek Grant. Like I'm listing names. I could have made up half of those names and I bet you guys wouldn't have even know. And there's, they're sending Trevor Zegras, the I mean, one of the top prospects in the league and definitely a guy who's taken a massive step forward in a lot of those rankings, given his performance since he came into the NHL, down to the AHL to learn the position of center. Like, coaches, GMs. (laughs) Yeah. like (laughs) He's literally been playing it since he was probably old enough to skate. Um, But, you know, it's just one of those things where, like, Anaheim clearly has a much longer-term view. Uh, than just just this season, which sucks because you know they're wasting guys like John Gibson, like the absolute prime of his career at this point. Um, but you know, at some point, something's got to give. So I'm looking at this game, San Jose minus one seventy five. It is long odds for a team like San Jose, who's not the best. But I'm actually pretty convinced that they're a really solid team when they're getting any sort of goaltending. And right now, they've been getting a long stretch of good goaltending from Martin Jones. Um, so I'm not one of those people who's convinced he's going to turn back into a pumpkin or whatever. Like, so I'm very much here for the Sharks team. You know, I like taking the, uh, I like taking the money line. I actually might even think about taking the puck line here on San Jose. Like I'm just convinced they are like much better than this Anaheim team is currently constructed. Um, well, you're correct. <laughs> what you just said. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, I think it's just the, the easiest way to do it is just to take the Sharks. Um, that seems really, really sharp. Uh, it's just not priced out of the equation like it should be. I mean, aren't they like on a five-game win streak? Am I losing my mind? I, I actually I don't know, but I know they've been very good. So they've been help? very good. Hold on, I'm, yeah, and just like and and the Ducks, I I can guarantee they have not won five in a row. That would be um, <laughs> and that would be easy to say. Uh, so yeah, it's it just doesn't they just don't really make it seem. Um, yeah, they took back-to-back back games against Minnesota and back-to-back back games against LA coming yeah. into this one. So. Four in a row. So four in a row. Okay, all right. yep. I was close. Very close. Set. Great analysis. But no, I mean, I think it's really easy here to just 
take take the Sharks. I want to talk myself into taking the under, I guess, but I think the Sharks could put up five on their own. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's why I, I don't mind the puck line. Um, if there's one guy here that I'm going to be kind of taking a little bit more uh, than anyone else, there's actually probably a few guys here. Uh, I like Timo Mayer and, and Evander Kane. Those are probably the two. They don't correlate, so you're kind of going to correlate them with different pieces. I know that Kane's a lot more expensive, but Matt, I know you're kind of leaning his way, so I'll just kind of am I ever right over to uh, you. Yeah, I think Evander Kane might actually be one of my favorite players on the entire slate. Um, he's a little bit cheaper than you know those big names, Pasta, Panarin, whatever. Uh, Seventy three hundred though isn't cheap, but you can get a lot of his teammates for cheap. You're talking Kevin LeBanc, Logan Couture, Eric Carlson. All those guys will be with him on the power play and at five on five. And we're talking about a guy who on the season has 33 points in 37 games. And that's not even the best part of his profile because he is a monster rate shooter. 124 shots in just 37 games. Like (laughs) four shots a game from a guy is unheard of, you know, unheard of, but for guys who aren't Ovechkin, like that's, that's pretty impressive. And we're talking this year against just Anaheim, you know, a team that's not very good admittedly, but he has three goals, four assists, 19 shots. He's averaging 17 DraftKings points per game against Anaheim. Like, I will sign up for that any day of the week. I think he has a ton of upside here. Like, we're talking multi-point, five-shot-on-goal uh, night upside out of Evander Kane. And I just – I really think he's, like, the guy that I want to be building around most on this slate. So, uh, there, there's, like, my, you know, uh, elevator pitch on why you should be playing Evander Kane. His shot prop, of course. I like him to score a goal as well. Um, so, I mean, anything else you want to add there? Um, not, I mean, I, I think obviously the sharks, it's really easy. There's, there's two lines and you're going to take one of them and stack it together. Um, their power play was really weird. And then their coach made it even weirder with what he said. And Matt, I mean, maybe you still have that somewhat in your memory no, I, because it, I mentioned the four guys that Vander, you know, Vander Kane's power play, Kachur, LeBanc, his line mates, and then Eric Carlson, the fifth guy, the coach just said, it'll be either Marlowe or uh, John Leonard. And it'll be quote up to the players to decide. Like, yeah, what coach? Like, that's not really. It's not really like, how that works. Like, you're the one who puts guys on the ice. Um, so, in any case, it's kind of tough to stack. You know, the, the fifth guy in that power play, but uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I, I we'll did, go with it. I did kind of like the idea of a Zegers Drysdale stack, but obviously that died. Um, but do you yep. have any interest at all in Jamie Drysdale, or is it just just so little talent on Anaheim? Yeah. Okay. Fair I, it, it, the thing is, it's that Drysdale is really good, but he's not the sort of player who excels in daily fantasy. He's not going to be a guy who puts up yet. a ton of shots uh, based on what I've seen from him, what I've read about him. doesn't yeah. seem like he'll be a guy who will be used in defensive situations either. So the block shots are kind of out of the picture. Uh-huh. And yeah, I mean, they, they just have, you know, they have Shagker, they have Fowler, like they have other guys that they are fine to rely on who are okay. Um, so I just don't think that Drysdale is like, you know, uh, a really a guy who I'm prioritizing. And I think on, you know, this slate in particular, I'm just spending up at defense, you know, like there's a lot of good ways to go. So uh, that's, that's, that's my thoughts there. there. So uh, let's recap with a few of our favorite bets and a couple of quick uh, DFS stacks and get on out of here. What do you say? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I don't want to take your favorite one. So do you want to say you're the first one? Uh, I mean, I sort of talked myself into the Sharks puck line at plus 150, okay. you know, to win by more than one goal plus 150. I think I really like that. So give me, give me, give me the Sharks puck line. All right, fine. Um, I think I'll go with the old, uh, which one? Yeah, I'll just do it. The over on the Buffalo, New Jersey game. I'm also wearing my, nice. my devil's Christmas tree colored white Jersey. Very nice. Fun. Nice. Very, very nice. That's a very nice jersey. And another reason you should go on YouTube, uh, watch this video on YouTube, drop us a like over there, and you know, subscribe and all that stuff. Um, for my second one, let's see. I do like a lot of these overs. So um, Yeah, me too. I can't wait for them to fail. <laughs> I feel like um, I always like too many overs, and then I like, talk myself off for like five of them right before lock. All right. I will take the Pittsburgh Rangers over. Uh, it's over six, but I just, I just think that there's – there's not a prayer for, for the goalies in that game, in my opinion. So, yeah, no, I, I like it. Honestly, I like the Pittsburgh side a lot at minus one Oh three too, but I mean, look, is there any other, I mean, 
I think the I think the you know the the defenseman here might might get a little overlooked. I think if you get Yossi at two or two and a half, um, sometimes I know FanDuel has him at two. Um, that's I I really like that. I mean, even if you know Arvis in day to day, I mean that means that he might play hurt or something. You know, he's playing against Detroit. Uh, admittedly, mm-hmm. not very good. So I think that that Yossi and Hedman, those two, both of them on their overs are are pretty strong. Um, okay, and we should be able to find those. I'm, I'm across all the sites. Yeah. All right. Um, so just a couple quick things, you know, where we're going to talk about a couple of DFS acts. If you want to hear us talk about DFS in full length, uh, we do a show, the morning skate podcast. You can find it on Stitcher on the Apple podcast store. Um, so be sure to check that out. Uh, you know, if you want to hear more about the DFS slate, um, but DJ, give me one goal you're looking to target and then one stack. You know, just just one stack that you'll be building around first and foremost, and a couple players that you like. Oh boy, this is this is interesting. I think goalie wise, and I I I want I'm going to say it now, and I know if it blows up in my face, I'm only myself to blame. But I think Carter Hart honestly could be a decently savvy take at home. Yes. I mean, he has been really bad, but if he gets the win here and you know doesn't. Like, I, I think he's a lot better than obviously the season's gone. Um, I, you know, I think this is going to be a bit of a fluke one-off year. Um, the Flyers seem to be putting it together in some capacity right now and trying to make a run. And if they're going to do that, they got to take, take care of Boston here. Um, mm-hmm. I like that game on the under. So one of my favorite games on the under, a home team that isn't, you know, a big underdog by any stretch. Right? Wait, what was the uh, – they were just minor, minor league underdogs, right? Yeah, super minor. Yeah. So I think that's that makes the most sense from the Vegas perspective. Yeah, I I think that's a you know nice source of value. Um, I, I I could be talked into the uh, you know Florida keeper, be it Dabrowski or Dreger. Like they should see a lot of shots, and if they get the win, you know, um, you're talking you know a lot of upside there. Uh, so that would go well for Barkov. I think if I'm spending up, I I really want UC Saros. You know, uh, I just I think that Nashville defensively. I should give him not much of a problem and he's coming off of a really amazing game over the weekend. So uh, I'm guessing he gets to call again on Tuesday. Uh, so honestly, oh, sorry. I'm no, I was just going to say it. transition over to stacks, but if you had anything else, I was just, was just going to say, you know what? I just, I do think that the sharks goalie either, either way, if it's uh, and like Martin Jones and um, what's his name? Dubik have been pretty like just below league average on the year. I'd say Dubin can be a little bit worse. Um, so yeah, Jones has actually been surprisingly, he's been okay. uh, surprisingly he, solid. he's been like right at league average and everyone's like, how is he possibly well, this good? And it's like his well, last 10 games, he's at nine thirty four. Like he's been okay. amazing yeah. as of late, which is like yeah. sort of, you know, but. Yeah, I think if he's in net at, at 7,900, you know, he's playing against a team that mm-hmm. has, um, guys that start on the top power play, which again, I, you couldn't I barely even pick a top power play that are just barely NHL quality, like <laughs> very bad. Absolutely. So. All right. So uh, I think we covered, oh, wait, stacks. Give me a couple yes, stacks, Deej. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, right. I, I mean, I mentioned a whole bunch of them, but, you know, I really do think I'll have some Ajo, especially off Hamilton. I already mentioned the Dallas ones. I'm not going to do that again. I think that this is, this is like as cheap, and not, I mean, Hamilton's super expensive, but, I mean, a guy like Ajo without points in four games, seeing all the minutes, seeing the power play one, a guy like Spechnikov who is just dead, like I said, you know, <laughs> Three straight games without a point. I know it's Florida, but I think this could be a really nice bounce back spot for them. Um, I think this game has a decent chance of going over. So, all right. Uh, I think if you need a cheaper stack, going to this New Jersey side, never a bad look. Um, yep. So, I kind of like Zaka. So, I want to build around him. We can go someone like, you know, Yes for Brat and Ty Smith for some power play upside. Not a ton of shots there. So, if you want to do something crazy, like, you know, Jack Hughes and Pavel Zaka, um, you're talking, I think those are kind of their two best shot rate guys at the moment. And, you know, they're, they're two centers. So it's a bit weird in terms of your building dynamics, but it will make your lineup unique and, you know, somewhat contrarian as a result. So I think that's a really good approach as well. So uh, one more before we go, Deej. Yeah, one more. I think it's Strom, Panarin, uh, and Blackwell. I think Very that's... Nice. That's really easy very nice. Um, and of course, I'll go the San Jose Sharks first line because, yeah, I think that's what I'm just jamming in on a Tuesday. So uh, big thanks to everyone who, uh, you know, 
listened, make sure you drop us a, a like on YouTube. You leave us a review on your podcast app of choice. Uh, if you leave a comment in the YouTube section, you know, I'll try and uh, poke through and, you know, we've been responding and whatnot. Someone complimented on this hat uh, a couple weeks ago. Very, very thankful. It's a cool hat. I, I, I like the hat. So um, I can't even, uh, I can't see it really. Oh, I've it's, seen it before. oh, yeah. It's a beer hitting a, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's cool. It was like a minor league, like this is beer a Rochester night. Wings hat that they didn't get to wear, but maybe they'll do it. That was the grim and depressing Rochester hat that they oh, ended yeah. up having because of yeah. COVID. So, all right, uh, be sure to follow the Mayo Media Network at Mayo Media Net on Twitter. Follow me at Fake Moods, DJs at DJ underscore Mitchell ninety four, and be sure to check out all the other content going on. You know, uh, Masters, MLB, etc. Uh, and lastly, thank you again to Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. Head on over there, use promo code MMN when you sign up for an up to $100 match deposit bonus. So good luck on Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you.